Hey, thanks for joining us here today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So please take a moment and send your story to stories at newcommunity.co. And if you've made a decision to follow Christ, we'd love to help walk you through what's next in your personal journey with Him. Or if this ministry has had an impact on your life, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially and help us bring this message to the rest of the world. You can do that online at www.newcommunity.co or through the PushPay app where you can find the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, good morning, church. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? It's good to see each and every one of you here. I'm so excited that you're joining us. And if you're our guest, maybe this is your first time here at NCC, I just want to start by introducing myself. My name is Aaron, and I am the lead pastor here at New Community Church, and we're glad that you're joining us. This is a great Sunday to be here, even if it's your first time, because we're going to be talking about where God is leading us and the direction God is taking us as a church, and so you're going to get to um, hear about that journey with us. In September, we launched this campaign called Made for More, and those are the M's that you see all around the building that you saw when you walked in. And we've been talking about this, how Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says this, that the God who is able to do exceedingly more, exceedingly more than you and I could ask or think. And so that means whatever you could imagine, whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been thinking about, whatever I can imagine, God can do more than that. He wants to do more than that in our lives. We truly believe that as a church. And not just for us as individuals, but together corporately as a church that God is calling us to more. And that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about this morning, this idea that we can't stay here. You know, we've said that as a church, we can't stay here, that God is calling us to move forward into a vision that he has for us, to expand and to continue to reach families and to impact students and kids. And so we're going to spend some time talking about that this morning. And as I was thinking about this, I thought about whenever I was in seventh grade. I think I was right about 13 years old, and I lived in this small town called BB, Arkansas, okay? I'm sure none of you guys have probably heard of that, but BB, Arkansas, and we were getting ready to move. We had lived in BB for about a year and a half, and we were relocating um, up to West Orange, New Jersey. Um, and so it was the last few days that we were there, and some of our friends called my brother and me up, and they said, hey, before you guys go, we want to take you guys out. We'll go grab some food, we'll go bowling, and just spend a little bit of time together before you guys leave. And so we were like, okay. And so we, we got in the car, they picked us up that night. Um, we were getting ready to drive out of town, go to the next town over to do that. And they said, hey, we have to stop by the youth pastor's house and just grab something real quick. So we were like, okay. So we kind of all got out of the car, we walked up, I opened the door, and as soon as I stepped in, the living room is packed full of people, and they jump out, and they say, Surprise! And that's what it sounded like, because I was speechless. Like, I, did, I didn't have anything to say. But, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I was kind of in that moment a little shocked, but then really excited in that same moment. I don't know if you've ever had a surprise party thrown for you. Anyone? Okay, you guys don't have a lot of friends, okay? You guys need to get some good friends here. Come on, people. So, so that's what it was like. That moment in that night, even though that's, you know, years and years ago, I won't tell you how many because that'll reveal my age, but like a lot of years ago, I can still remember that moment of walking in and there's a group of my friends there and they, they gave up their night, they gave up their Friday night, I think is what it was, just to come and let us know how much they loved us and, and what our friendship meant. And, and it was really an amazing time. And Jesus 
Actually, in the Bible, when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, that's the picture he gives us. He gives us this idea, and you'll see this today, of kind of like a surprise party where, where he's celebrating what God is doing, and that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. And so I want us to look at this. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 14. We're going to kind of start at verse 15. If you didn't bring a Bible, that's okay. We've got you covered. There's a Bible in the seat in front of you. I want to encourage you, take that out. Turn to page 509. I want you to follow along with us as we look at this story that Jesus is telling this group of people. So in Luke chapter 14... In case you don't know anything that's going on, Luke is telling us about the life of Jesus, and Jesus is actually at a party, okay? So he's with this whole group of people, the place is packed, and they've been listening to stories that Jesus has been telling. And in Luke chapter 14, verse 15, it says this, that when Jesus was talking, that someone just shouted out in the middle of the group, hey, blessed is everyone who eats bread in the kingdom of God. And no one says anything, right? So it's kind of weird. He just shouts out in the middle of Jesus' teaching. But Jesus doesn't miss a beat. And he begins to explain to them and tell them this story. Well, here's what the kingdom of God is like. This is what it says, Luke chapter 14 and now verse 16. But he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet and he invited many people. And at, the time for the, um, and at that time for the banquet, he sent his servant out to say, those, to, say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I, buy, I bought five yoke of oxen and I go out to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. And the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets in the lanes of the cities, and bring in the poor, and the cripple, and the blind, and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste of my banquet." So what's going on here? What is it that Jesus is illustrating in this story when he said, hey, I want to give you a picture of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And why am I saying that it's like a party? Well, because the illustration he gives us is there's this man who throws a great banquet. It's this feast, right? And he invites a lot of people. And some of the people that Jesus first talks about in this story were sitting in the room and it was probably a little bit awkward because Jesus first starts with the religious people. People that were around church all the time. People that were used to being around and hearing about God. That's who he first starts to talk about. And he looks at them and he says, you know what? You've become too busy. You've become distracted. Instead of really focusing in on what God wants to do, you're trying to do things for God and you're missing out on what the kingdom of God is really all about. What it is that God is doing. And so what does he say? He gives this story. He says, hey, one guy... Whenever the banquet is thrown, he gets the invitation. He's supposed to come at this point. He says, you know what? I've just bought some property, and i got to go see it. Now, I don't know about you, but which of you would buy some land or would buy a house without ever seeing it? Anyone? Right? You're not going to do that. One time, we moved to a church. Um, this was also in Ellen, or it was in Illinois. We moved to this church. We had not seen the house that they rented for us. We walk upstairs. There is a toilet in the middle of one of the bedrooms. Like, no walls, nothing. It's just there. 
In one of the other rooms, the floor is caving in. We put a dresser, it just keeps on falling over, right? So I'm telling you, it's really bad to buy property or land or a house without first seeing it. But that's this guy's excuse. Hey, I haven't seen it yet. I got to go check out this property that I bought. Or how many of you guys would pay thousands of dollars for a vehicle off Craigslist without ever test driving it? Anyone? Yeah, I didn't think so. You're not going to do that, right? You're going to make sure it's mechanically sound, that you've, test, you know, you've, you've had it checked out, you've done a test drive of it, all of that, right? Because you're going to spend thousands. And this guy says, hey, I bought all these yoke of oxen. Like I got five of them, not really examined them yet, not for sure how they're going to work with plowing the field or towing the cart or any of that. And I've got to go examine. Hey, I'm a little bit too busy. The last guy, hey, I just got married. Come on, I'm on my honeymoon, you guys. You know what I'm doing. I'm a little busy right now, so, so I can't come, right? And, and this is what Jesus says in giving this illustration and giving this sword. He's challenging that all of them are making excuses. And they've gotten so busy, they're missing out on the kingdom of God of what God is doing. In church, the sad truth is we can fall into that same pattern as well. That you and I, like those religious leaders, we can get so busy trying to do things for God that we miss out on the things that God is doing that he's inviting people into a relationship with him. And like the religious leaders, they were so focused on, hey, how did you wash your hands? Because there's a certain way you've got to wash your hands and you've got to do it a certain way. Hey, how many prayer tassels are on the bottom of your rope? Because God may not hear you if you don't have enough tassels on the bottom of your rope. Or when you walked to church this morning, did you walk 1.5 miles or 1.6 miles? Because you could have broken the law if you walked too far to church. They were so busy focused in on the law, they were missing what the kingdom of God was really about, that God was inviting them into a relationship. And you and I, we can do that same thing. We can go get, get so focused in on, on doing things for God, we miss out on what God is doing, that he's inviting us into this relationship. He wants us to be a part of his kingdom. And so that's the first group of people. And then there's another group of people the master of the banquet looks around and he's like, we've got some really awesome food. Like everything is set, but this place is empty. And so this is what I want you to do. Go out and go find the people that are poor. Go find the blind. Go find the crippled, the lame. Go out and compel them. Ask them to come in. And after he had done that, they said, hey, there's still room. We've still got some open seats at the table. And so he said, go to the highway and the hedges. Go to the places that no one wants to go and compel them. Compel them, invite them to come in because I want my house to be full. That's my desire. I want this place to be packed out. What is it that Jesus is talking about? He's talking about you and me. Because if we're honest, we are not God's first choice. Okay, we're not the Jewish people. Probably the majority of us, we're not from Jewish descent. We're not of the Jewish religion. And yet Jesus comes and he extends the invitation to you and me. And you guys, spiritually blind... Yep. If you're to be honest, lame, crippled in your life, brokenness in your past, there's hurt in your history. Yeah, that's you and that's me. And God says, hey, you don't have to be on the outside anymore. You don't have to feel all alone on the side of the road anymore. I'm inviting you. I'm asking you to come in and to be a part of my kingdom. I'm throwing a party for you and you're invited. I'm compelling you to come in. That's the invitation that God has given us. That although we were on the outside, he's invited us to come in and to be a part of what he's doing. So that no, we no longer have to be distant. We're changed. Even though we were broken, there's a place at God's table now for you and for me. He says, come and be a part of this. Come and experience what I'm doing. Come and experience my kingdom. 
And God changes us through that process. As we accept his invitation, our life is altered. Our life is made different. As we accept his forgiveness, God changes us. And why? So that we can bring change to others. See, that same compelling message that the master of the banquet that he gives is the same for us. You have been changed to bring change, you guys. You have been changed to bring change. God did not save you. God did not invite you in so that you could sit back and say, hey, I'm on the inside now. Good to see you on the outside. Wish, I bet you wish you were me. No, that's not what God has done. He's invited you in. He's brought change in your life so that you can go out and you can compel others. Hey, come in. He's throwing a party for you. He wants you to be a part of his kingdom. He's inviting you in to what he is doing. You and I, we've been changed to bring change so that we compel others, so that we invite others into God's kingdom. As I was thinking about this passage, I, heard, or I was thinking about a story that I heard a pastor share one time. And he was a pastor in the northeast part of the United States, and he, had, he was flying out to Hawaii to do like a pastor's conference where there was going you know, to be these group of pastors and leaders. And it may sound nice, but he was frustrated because that first night he woke up in the middle of the night about like 3 o'clock. And he couldn't go back to sleep because in his time zone where he was at, he was used to being awake and getting breakfast at that time. And the second night, the same thing happens, and he's tossing and turning, and he says, okay, you know what, I'm not going to go to sleep. So he walks across the street into a diner. He orders some breakfast. He's making a small talk um, with one of the cooks there, the owner of the diner. They're talking back and forth. He orders some breakfast, and, and then he's waiting there. And while he's waiting, a group of women walk in. And this pastor immediately looks at them, and he can tell from the way that they're dressed, they're all prostitutes. And he can hear from their conversation, they come up and sit down at the counter right next to them. And so there's this diner in the middle of the night with just some pa with a pastor and with some prostitutes, and they're talking. And they start talking to him. And one of them looks at him and says, hey, tomorrow's my birthday. And he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know whether he should leave. Like, it's awkward for him. It's the middle of the night. He's there alone. Like, what does he do? So he doesn't say anything. So she, she's going to talk to someone. She turns to another friend and says, I can't believe it. Turning 39 years old tomorrow. It's my birthday. And the girl looks at her and says, I don't know why you're telling me. I'm not going to do anything. And the pastor sits there, and all of a sudden, he has an idea. And so when they all leave, he calls the owner over, and he says, do you know the women that were in here? He says, yeah, they come every night. They have for the past few years. Once they're done working, they always come grab some breakfast, and then they head home. And he said, do you know the one sitting by me? Yeah, her name is Agnes. She's really nice, like, like she's always doing things for other people. And he said, I want to throw her a birthday party. So the next night, he wakes up at 2.30 in the morning, and he's got balloons, and he's got streamer, and he's got this banner that he's made. And he goes over to the diner, and he spends about an hour decorating, and they've gotten the word out. And he said, man, I think every hooker in Honolulu is in this diner. And it's weird. He's like, it's, it's just weird. And Agnes walks in, and she's standing at the door, and everyone says, happy birthday. And she's just speechless. And they bring her over, and they bring out the birthday cake, and there's candles. And as she blows them out, she just breaks down sobbing. She said, I can't remember one time in my life on my birthday where anyone did anything like this. Can't remember having a birthday party, even growing up as a kid. And she's just sobbing, tears going down her face. And then she says, do you mind if we don't eat this? Like, I just want to remember this. I want to take this home. I just live a few streets over. I want to take this home. I don't want to forget this moment. And so she walks out. And everyone's looking at the pastor now like he's supposed to do something. And so he gets up on the counter and he says, we're going to pray. I'm a pastor. We're going to pray. And so he leads people in this prayer 
for Agnes, and, and he's praying, like he's saying these words. And once he's done, everyone just kind of talks to each other, and the owner comes up to him, and he seems a little frustrated. He's like, you never told me you were a pastor. And he said, well, you never asked. <laughs> and he says, what kind of church do you pastor? And he's like, I couldn't think of anything, so I just said, I pastor a church that throws party for prostitutes in the middle of the night. <laughs> the owner said, I don't believe that. I don't think there's a church like that. If there was, I would go to that church. <laughs> and as odd as that story may seem, that, that's a true story that, that really did happen. That's the kingdom of God, you guys. I want you to hear that. You guys, that is the kingdom of God. And so many times... We're the religious people, and we feel like it's our, our obligation to keep people out instead of inviting them in. We judge people based off of their history, the brokenness in their past, instead of allowing them to come and receive the forgiveness of God. But that's how Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is, that anyone can be invited in. Anyone can receive the invitation to come and to be changed and allow God to bring them in and to be part of the family of God. And that's what this story is about, that, that he's compelling them to come in. Now, we could stop right there. We could say, man, what an amazing God, what a loving and gracious God. But if we did that, we would do injustice to the cross. We would do injustice to the cross and what Jesus did. Because Jesus ends with this statement, for I tell you that none of those men who were invited shall taste of my banquet. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, hey, there's going to be people who reject that invitation. There will be people who know about God, who understand, who, who are familiar with the scripture. And they're going to tell God, nope, I don't want to do that. I don't want your invitation. I'm too busy doing it my own way, or I'm too busy doing things myself, God. And so I'm not going to come to your party. And they're going to be on the outside because they've rejected God. Church, can I tell you, we live in a time and in a world where we just want to let everyone know, hey, everybody can get in, right? Like it's easier to say that sometimes, that it doesn't matter what religion you are. I mean, if you're sincere in your faith and you're a Hindu, you're a Muslim, you're of the Jewish religion, you're of Christianity, like whatever it is, all of us eventually are going to get into the party, right? Like that's the easy, that's the comfortable thing to say. But when we do that, we do injustice to the cross. Because Jesus wasn't just another way. What a cruel God to crucify his son and to sacrifice his son because we needed just one more option. That's not the way it works. He went to the cross. Why? Because you and I were on the side of the road. You and I were broken. You and I were hurting. And we needed a way to be restored back to God. And we couldn't do it on our own. So Jesus said, I'll pay the price. And we do injustice to the cross to stop and say, wait, what a loving, what a gracious God. Everyone will get there. When the story says, no, there will be people who reject the invitation. And they'll say, I don't want to be with you, God. And God eventually will look at them and say, I pursued you. I wanted a relationship. But if you don't want that, then I'll grant your request. For all eternity, you'll be separated from me. See, there's this. There's this thing that we want in the Christian church now where we look at people and we tell them, hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It, it doesn't matter. You can hold on to that sin. You can hold, right? He'll just keep on forgiving you. And, and it's okay. Keep, keep on sinning. And he's a loving and a gracious. Everyone will get into the party. 
Matthew, when he tells this story in his gospel in chapter 21 of Matthew, he adds this part that, that Luke doesn't have in his retelling of the story. And he says, the master's walking around and there's someone at the part, there's someone trying to get in who doesn't have the right garment. He doesn't have a wedding garment on. He doesn't, he doesn't belong in the banquet and the master actually throws him out. Now, what God is not saying is you have to dress a certain way to get into heaven, but he's talking about, you know what? Our sin stains us. And it's like spiritually, you're wearing these clothes and they're all stained, they're dirty, they're filthy. The Bible said your righteousness and my righteousness, it's like filthy rags. And that's what we're walking around in. And you come and you accept God's invitation. You accept his forgiveness and he removes those dirty garments from you. And he places on his clothes of righteousness. And the word of God says that God no longer sees you through your sin, but he sees you through his son. He sees you through his son now. And that's what it is. It's not that I can continue. It's not that I can still be a slave to my sin and somehow expect to get into the party. No, what the word of God says is that I have to accept his invitation, that I'm coming and saying, God, I'm surrendering everything that I am, everything that I've had, God, for all that you are. I want to be a part of your family. God, I want to be on the inside of your kingdom and what you're doing. God, I want you to change me so that I bring change to other people. And church, it's a challenging message. It's a difficult message. And I fought with this last part. I thought, I can just end the story early, right? But that's not the story. It does injustice to the cross and the love of God, that we were broken, that we are sinful people, but that God has made a way. And he invites you and I to come to be a part of his kingdom, not just to sit back, not just to get comfortable and say, I'm on the inside now, but to compel others to come. Hey, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter your history. It doesn't matter how dark or how deep you think your sin is. God's love can bring forgiveness. He can restore you. See, church, we're compelled to go to others and to invite them into God's kingdom. To say, hey, God has made a place for you. He's throwing a party and he wants you to be a part of it. See, church, we can't stay here. We have to keep on moving forward and invite more people in to God's kingdom and what he is doing because church, we are made for more. On January 9th, 2011, New Community Church was started right here in the city of Mesquite. And we knew Mesquite didn't need just another church. It needed a group of people who loved Jesus and wanted to make an impact right here in their community. So from the very first day, God gave us the vision of making people and places new. The past six years have been amazing as God has fulfilled that vision through the life of our church. We've experienced growth and we've heard story after story of marriages that were falling apart that God has brought back together. Families that were hurting that have experienced healing. Individuals with addiction and brokenness in their past that have received forgiveness and have started a brand new relationship with Jesus. God has used our church to make an impact in our community. We've had the opportunity to serve alongside of nonprofits and local schools. Every year we partner with MISD in the Back to School Fair. And year after year, we have seen thousands of families come and receive resources and tools to be successful in their education as they start the school year. But we know, church, God has made us for more. And where God is leading us is to make an impact on future generations. And we see that in the stories of the lives of people here at NCC. 
My name is Sarah and I'm 14 years old. A little over a year ago, my friend invited me to come to the youth culture and it's the best decision I've ever made. I've seen my relationship with God grow stronger because before I started coming here, I didn't know who God was. I didn't have a relationship with Him. In the past year, I've learned how to grow in God and without NYC, I don't think I would have a relationship with Him. My favorite thing about NYC is my small group. There, we connect and support each other. In the future, I see NYC teaching students like myself how to become more like Christ. Hi, my name is McKinley Smith and I'm seven years old. I started coming to New Community Church when I was little. God has taught me to face my fears with Him by my side. My favorite thing about NCC is that people don't judge other people. I see myself growing in the future by coming to NCC as a grown-up and a Christian. God is using NCC to make an impact in the lives of kids and students, but we know there is more. In September of 2016, we launched the Made For More campaign. We made some declarations as a church. We've said scripture is going to shape my life. My growth is my responsibility. I'm going to change the world and it starts here and we can't stay here. That last statement, we can't stay here, speaks to what God is doing in the life of our church right now. Church, we can't get comfortable and settle in to just celebrating the history of what God has done. We have to move forward. There are more families that we need to reach. There are more kids and students that need to hear and experience the love of Jesus. NCC, we are made for more and we can't stay here. As God is calling us to expand our influence here in our community and around the world, we are stepping out in faith into the vision that He has given us. We're expanding our current facility. This next generation expansion will be a 5,000 square foot addition. It will include new, safe and accessible classrooms for new kids, as well as the next gen room that will be utilized by new kids and new youth culture. We're gonna be adding to the lobby area to welcome new guests as well as providing additional parking spots for families to come and experience Jesus. But this vision isn't just about a building. It's about deepening our partnership with MISD and their Read Play Talk initiative. We wanna strengthen the relationships we have with local nonprofits and our missionary partners around the world. And we wanna launch a preschool right here at NCC that is serving and loving our community. Church, we are made for more and we are called to equip the next generation to do more for the kingdom of God than they can imagine. And you and I, we can engage in the vision that God has given us. It starts with praying. Let's join together and pray for what God is doing in the life of our church right now. Let's invite others. This is an exciting time for NCC, and we wanna ask others to join in on the journey and experience how they are made for more. And lastly, you and I are called to engage through giving. Each of us will be making a three-year commitment to invest financially in the kingdom of God and reach out to the next generation. And I'm excited about everything God is going to do in the life of our church as we step out in faith into His vision. We are made for more. It's exciting what God is doing 
And I want to just take a moment and just um, paint a clear picture of what God is going to be doing over the next few weeks. You guys saw this. This is an image of, of what the new entrance will look like in the new part of the building over there on the, I guess, my left side, maybe your right, um, is the current building. But we want to expand that. And we said this a few weeks ago. We're not going to build a new worship center for us as adults because we really first want to look into pouring into the next generation and do something amazing for our kids and for our students that they have secure, accessible classrooms for kids of all ages and for our students to be able to take over that whole area um, on Wednesday nights at New Youth Culture and really make that impact. So you can see that we're expanding our area because we want to invite more people in. We want to see more families come in and experiencing, experience the life-changing power of what Jesus wants to do. And so this is what it's going to look like. Each and every one of us, we're called to be a part of this. If New Community Church is your church home, God's inviting you in on this vision of where he is taking us as a church and what he wants to do through us as individuals. And each of us, we get to play a part in this. It's not like God's just saying, okay, I'm going to do this, and you guys can sit back and watch. We get to invest. We get to, to give. We get to make an impact in the next generation and be a part of what God is doing to continue to reach out to families. And so we're going to go through a process for the next few weeks. And I'm inviting you guys as the church in on this, and I'm asking every one of you, let's participate together and see what God would challenge us with as we look at the vision that he is calling us to. And so this morning, as you walk out, um, if you've been to New Community Church before, you're going to see, you probably saw them on the way, and there's going to be tables set up, and you're going to get one of these packets. There's one already with your name on it, and it's going to walk you through what God is going to do and how God is going to challenge us over the next few weeks to engage with this vision. There's a booklet um, with a lot more of those pictures in there um, with some statements about what it's going to look like and how we can engage in that. Um, and then next week, we're going to start by praying together as a church. And this is what I believe is, although God is going to use us, we can't do this on our own. And we don't want to do this on our own. We want to be led by God's spirit. And we want to follow his direction as we look at how we continue to impact our community. And so I'm asking you next Sunday after you leave here that you go grab some food, that you come back at 6 o'clock that evening, and we're going to spend a few minutes praying. There's going to be different stations. You don't have to stay the whole time, just kind of however long it takes you to walk through those stations. We're going to spend some time praying, and we're going to have mapped out the new classrooms and the new um, student section, the new lobby area, and we're going to spend time once again just asking God to be with us in this vision that he is leading us into. And then just a few weeks after that, we're going to have some vision desserts. And so we're going to be at five different homes, um, and you guys can see the dates up there, and I'm asking you to please come to make sure that this fits on your calendar, five different nights, okay, that you have an option. Don't come to all five, okay, that's not what we're asking you to do, but just pick one that works for you, that works for your family. Child care is going to be provided, and we're just going to spend a little bit of time that evening, once again, talking about the vision, but then we want to hear what God is doing in your life, Okay. So it's not going to be us talking. It's not going to be us telling the stories. It's going to be you telling the stories and just how you're growing. What is God speaking to you about? Just taking a minute and saying, hey, here's what's happened since I started coming to NCC or since I got involved in a group or here's what God's been doing recently in my life and how I've been challenged to grow. And we want you to come and we want to celebrate together all that God is doing in everyone's life here at New Community Church. And then we're going to be walking through a family devotional guide together. Every day we're going to be reading the same scripture and praying the same prayers and allowing God to expand our heart and to encourage our heart to be a part of what he's calling our church to do. 
And then on the Thursday night, on May 18th, and all of this is in the packet, and you'll be getting this stuff, there's going to be a commitment card and a decision worksheet. And it's just an opportunity for you to sit down with your family, parents, or if you're single but you have a group of friends, for you guys to sit down together and say, hey, here's what God's challenging me with. Here's some things that I think I can do. This is a part of our growth. How often do we lay everything on the table and say, God, what do you want me to do? What are you calling me to do? And this is that opportunity for us as believers, for followers of Christ, once again, to lay it all down and say, God, how do I engage with what you're speaking to our church? How do I do this? And so you're going to have an opportunity to make a commitment. And on May 21st, it's going to be Commitment Sunday, and we're going to flood the stage, and we're going to lay these commitment cards down and say, God, we're believing that you're going to accomplish this vision through our church. And this is the amazing thing. Some of you may already be sitting there and saying, I can't do a lot. The budget's already tight. But you would be amazed at what $5 a week does over the course of three years. How if you're faithful to give what God can do to enhance the vision, to bring forth his vision. Others of you, you can look at a monthly amount. Maybe you can do a lot more. There are those of you in this room, you could do 500 or even 1,000 a month. And over the course of three years, God will use that to move us forward into the vision that he is calling us to. But together as a church, we can do something. We can engage in that way. On June 4th, we're going to have a celebration service, and it's going to be an amazing time of just celebrating where God is taking us and what God is doing together as we celebrate the commitments that have been made, and we bring that first gift offering to say, God, we're honoring you. We're going to begin to give to the vision that you're calling our church to and everything that you want to accomplish through us. Church, our, our goal for this, to be able to continue to expand for some of this vision, is that in the fall, we would be able to break ground. So just what you've seen, we would start to break ground on that. And then as we move forward into early next summer or early next fall, that all of this would be completed. And the building remodel would be done. A lot of this vision that we've been talking about, our partnerships that are being deep, deepened, our partnerships with MISD, that all of that would be in full motion and we would be moving forward with that. We're all called to do something. Church, there's a way that we can engage. You can pray you can invite others. This is an exciting time. There are those around you that God wants to bring in on this journey of where we're moving forward and we're understanding how God has made us for more. And then you can give. You can pray, God, what are you asking me to do? God, how can I give and how can I honor you, Lord, financially through what you're doing and what you're calling our church to do? Church, I want you to hear this. We are compelled as a church to not just settle in. If you're here and you have a relationship with God, it's not just so you get comfortable and you say, God, I'm on the inside now. Like I, I've got heaven and I know who you are. And so I'm good. It's so that we keep on going out, church. So we keep on going out. We find people that are still hurting. We find people that are lost. We find people that are alone. And we're inviting them in saying, God's throwing a party. He wants you to be a part of it. He's asking you to come. He's asking you to engage in a, on what he's doing. You and I have that challenge as a church. And so we're going to make a commitment. We're going to make a declaration that this is who God is calling us to be. And you may not be used to this in church. You may be new here, but I want you to just say this like we believe it this morning, that we're moving forward into the vision that God is giving us. And so we've got a declaration on the screen here, and we're going to say this as a church. I'm going to lead us out, but you're not going to repeat it after me. You're just going to pick up and, and start, start to say it with me. So let's declare this. We can't stay here. We are moving forward. God has given us a vision for the next generation, and we are going to equip them to do more for God's kingdom than they can imagine. 
We will welcome new families as they experience the power of God. We have been changed to bring change. Church, we are made for more. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. We are made for more. I believe that. In a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity and we're going to respond to this message just in praying. But first, before we do that, I just want to ask if there's anyone in the room and maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you're on the outside. Maybe in your mind, you thought everything was about this list of rules and, and doing everything right and that God was just waiting for you to mess up. But this morning you're starting to see, wait, the kingdom of God is like a party. And God's goal is to invite you in. He wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to be close with you. He wants to bring change and forgiveness in your life so that you can extend that to other people. And if you're here this morning and you feel like you're on the outside, you know that you've distanced yourself from your relationship with God and that relationship is broken. Before or as we're dismissed this morning, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to come forward and we're gonna have a team up here who's gonna pray for you. And this is what I believe. The Bible is very clear that we're all sinful people. Apart from God's forgiveness, we're broken and we're separated from God. And the word of God is very clear. We can't fix ourselves on our own. You can't be good enough. You can't do enough good stuff. You can't come to church enough or pray enough to earn your way into heaven. But the good news is it's a free gift. He's invited you. He's asking you to come to be a part of his kingdom. He's prepared a place for you at his table. And he wants you to come in. And if that's you, once again, as we're dismissed in a moment, I'm going to ask you not to leave, but to come forward. And our prayer team will be up here. And we want to take a moment and we want to pray for you. And just ask for God to restore that relationship. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come now. And church, we're going to kind of close together by praying. And if you're here, I just want all of us to ask God, help us not to get comfortable. God, help us to not get busy or distracted and miss what you want to do in our life, God. That we're so focused on doing things for you that we miss out on what you're doing. God, help us to realize that you've changed us to bring change to other people. So I'm gonna ask you to just pray right where you're at in your own words, and I'm gonna lead out this morning. God, thank you for this reminder. Lord, thank you for this message, God, that we're broken in our lives, Lord, but you've invited us into your kingdom. You've asked us to come and to be a part of your family, God. Thank you, Lord, for restoring that relationship and offering that gift of salvation to us. God, I pray, help us to be a church, God, that will go out, that will reach out to others that are hurting, God, that will reach out to those that are broken, God, that time after time, God, will compel them to come in and to be a part of your kingdom, God, to be a part of what you're doing, Lord. God, this week in our workplace, at our school, God, wherever you've placed us around family members or friends, God, let's invite those that are still broken, God, into your kingdom. God, help us, Lord, to bring change to other people, God. Make us that kind of church, Lord, that's moving forward in your vision, God, that we're asking what we can do, Lord, to help advance your kingdom, God. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Church, real quickly, before you're dismissed this morning. Once again, if you're here, you need that relationship with God. Whenever I dismiss you in a moment, you can come forward. If you're here and you need prayer for anything, it doesn't have to be that you have a broken relationship with God, but maybe you're afraid, I'm getting too busy and I don't want to miss out on God. 
or maybe it's you've got something going on at work or you've got a decision or a broken relationship and you just want us to pray. We believe that God hears our prayer. So we wanna join with you and ask God to meet that need inside of your life. Don't forget, you can grab one of these on your way out. Be here the next few weeks. If you're new, come to Connect Lunch. Thank you so much for being here today. We love you guys. We'll see you again next week. If you need prayer, you can come forward. Thanks.